If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the world's number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump, right? Today's episode, we answered some fitness and health questions that were asked by our audience. But the way we open the episode is with an intro portion where we talk about current events, uh, we bring up scientific studies, and we talk about our sponsors. So here's what went down in today's episode. We opened up by talking about how it's a waste of time to try to burn calories to lose weight. That's a losing strategy. That led us to talk about McDonald's, who now ha- offers stationary bikes while you eat your Big Macs. Then we talked about the new Tesla phone. I talked about how my wife says sneezing is a male privilege. We talked about what we did over the holiday Adam, uh, again, has more gas issues. Uh, no, not personal gas issues, but rather, rather running out of gas in his car. We talked about glutathione. This is the master antioxidant, and studies are showing that glutathione levels in your body can predict whether or not you might have severe symptoms to the virus that's going around right now. The best glutathione you can get is liposomal. This is how it gets into your system. And we work with a company called Live On Labs that produces and makes liposomal glutathione. So it's absorbable, actually works. Now they have lots of products and supplements, so you can go check them out. Head over to liveonlabs.com. That's L-I-V-O-N-L-A-B-S.com forward slash mind pump. And if you get any Live On product, you'll get a sample pack of all six of their products for free. Then we talked about Ghislaine Maxwell. What's going to happen to her? Then we talked about another company we love working with, Organifi. In particular, they have a supplement called Pure, which is great for cognitive function. Go check this company out. Lots and lots of plant-based supplements, including protein powders. Very effective, very clean, all organic. Head over to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash mind pump and use the code mind pump for 20% off. And then I talked about how my metabolism is so revved up since I've started TRT. By the way, we work with a company that we approve of that does hormone testing and helps men and women with hormone therapy. If you're interested, head over to mphormones.com. So mphormones.com and they'll help you out. Then we got to the questions. Here's the first one that we answered. Is it better to do a full butt to the ground squat or is it better to do some partial squats? Next question. What are some social media tips for personal trainers? The third question, this person wants to know if there's anything they can do to make their veins pop out more. And the final question, this person wants to know what a good metric is to know if they're gaining muscle and not body fat. Also, all month long, it's January, right? So everybody's trying to get in shape, which is why we're offering three bundles for three different types of people. So we have a beginner workout bundle. So we've put together programs that are perfect for the beginner. That one is called the new to weightlifting bundle. Then we have an intermediate bundle. This is for those of you that have been working out for about a year, want to take it to the next level. That is called the body transformation bundle. And then we have the advanced bundle for those of you who've been working out for a while and really want to ramp things up. That's the new year extreme bundle. So each bundle includes nine months of exercise programming, all mapped out for you, exercise demos, everything. So this will help you get the new year started out right. And these bundles are discounted heavily. Biggest discounts on these bundles we've ever offered. So if you're interested, head over to mapsjanuary.com. By the way, we have one more thing going on. If you just want to get our flagship program, Maps Anabolic, you can use the coupon code JANUARY50 for 50% off. 
t-shirt time! And it's t-shirt time! Oh, shit, Doug! You know it's my favorite time of the week. We have two winners this week. We have one for Apple Podcasts, the other for Facebook. The Apple Podcast winner is Zach NYC 13 And for Facebook, we have Evan Tanaka. Both of you are winners. Send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Include your shirt size and your shipping address, and we'll get that shirt right out to you. Stop trying to burn more calories to lose weight. It's a losing strategy. All no right. pun intended. Stop I, it. Yeah, I said it, boys. Uh, so <laughs> so that's it. You know, um, to to elaborate a little bit, it's the manu- It's the trying to burn calories manually to create a calorie deficit, right? Mm. So in order to lose weight, you have to burn more calories than you take in. And so yeah. people take that burn more calories side and they say, well, I'm just going to move a lot more to burn more calories. But it's a losing strategy because there's two reasons. One, it's really hard to burn calories, really easy to eat them, right? Yeah. So like how many calories is like in a, in a Coke? What is that? 200 and something, 300? That's about right. 180. 180 mm-hmm. calories in a can yeah, of Coke? Yeah, that's, that's, that's like, it's been a while since I looked at That's a good Coke 30 can. to 40 minutes of, of vigorous cardiovascular activity. Right, right. So it's like a lot of work and eating those calories is super, or drinking them super easy. Was that close, Doug? 150 calories, 140 for Very good. The second reason is the manual... Uh, the the trying to burn calories manually by moving more, your body really adapts to that really well. And we see that in studies where people try to lose weight with, if if that's their attempt without diet, it, they just don't, it just doesn't well, happen. You know who loves to push this uh, message the most, I feel is like tech companies because, you know, they're it's so mathematical the way they think about fitness, especially this yeah. what drives me crazy. Yeah. And they'll and because they have those numbers, right? They have the stats of like there's this many calories in this type of food, and if you just burn this amount of calories, you know everything's going to be solved, and you're going to lose weight. And they're not considering all the human behaviors that go along with it. Yeah. Well, what, what's the uh, adaptation time for cardio? Isn't it like two weeks or less? That's it's pretty. I, it's pretty fast. That's I can what compare, the certification said. Right. In comparison to resistance training, which I believe that I think the estimation was somewhere between six and eight weeks, yeah. or somewhere around there. And I think that the cardio was like two. In other words, uh, it takes your body a lot longer to adapt to modalities like weight training, mm-hmm. which that in itself are going to give you benefits for burning calories. And then when you do something like cardio, you and the, and I know it's not accurate, but I used to explain to a client that okay, so pretend you get on this machine and run for an hour. And it and let's pretend it's accurate and it burned you know 300 calories. Well, the next time you get on it, it burns 280, and then it, and with the same amount of effort, same amount of effort and same amount of time, and now it's burning 280, yeah. then 250, then 200. Well, now, more, I know that doesn't well, translate your body to be just, exact. Yeah, it gets more efficient at what it does, and so they don't factor that in. It's like if you keep you know throwing the same type of stress at the body, the body wants to get better at, it, so it doesn't have to burn that many yeah. calories. Yeah, more and more, even more importantly. Forget that you become efficient while doing the activity, which is true. You get better at it. The real issue is how the body adapts overall. You're, you end up getting this kind of like your metabolism adjusts, your activity levels adjust, your appetite adjusts to balance the things out. The best study we have on this are done on modern hunter-gatherers. It's a study I've quoted many times that there's others that where they actually went and studied modern hunter-gatherers who move a lot, way more than m- most Westerners, way more. And they found that they burned roughly the same amount of calories. Now, the difference with something like resistance training is resistance training, forget the calories burned, it teaches your body to burn more calories on its own. 
So a faster metabolism is different than what I'm talking about, right? What I'm talking about is I got to get up and move yeah. to burn these calories. A faster metabolism is your body's just burning more calories on its own, which is a, a much uh, more effective strategy. Well, since we're talking about manually burning calories, what do you guys think about McDonald's's new move with the uh, recumbent bikes uh, and the restaurants? Have you guys seen this? So what is that? Do you have yeah. to ride? Do you have to ride it? No, you don't something? have to do anything. They just they're replacing some of the seating. Um, I believe they're, uh, China did it first, and I thought I saw it coming to Chicago. I know for sure it's in China, okay. um, and they're like where it would be a table setting. So instead of, so it being a table where you would eat yeah. and it's just got pedals and you're, you're pedaling while you eat. This is like a beta tested like idea. Or are they like really trying to roll this out to well, all I, the locations? I don't know how many total, maybe Doug can find out how many total. I know it's, it started in China. Uh -huh. um, I believe I read too, that Chicago was adopting it. Some of them over there, I think. Um, and I don't know if this is like, let's test it and see it, or this is going to be something they're going to be permanently doing. Well, I have two, two opinions on it. One is, and I, I do want to be clear. Uh, there it uh, is right there. Yeah. See? Oh yeah. I saw that. I saw, there's a meme going around with this. <laughs> oh so really? The, yeah. Which I've seen this. It sounds ridiculous to me. So I have two kind of opinions on it. One is, you know, I know earlier I said, you know, trying to burn manual calories to lose weight is a losing strategy. Uh, no pun intended. That doesn't mean there aren't health benefits though. So you're still going to get health benefits from being more active. So if you sit on a recumbent bike while you eat your fast food, you are going to get better health benefits from that. If you use it, you'll get a better insulin response. Your body's going to uptake the sugars and the calories a little bit better. You're not going to get be as inflamed maybe from the inflammatory effects of the food. Uh, then my other, the, the other opinion I have is that I think this is going to be a total bust because- Nobody cares. Like nobody's going to McDonald's for that. Yeah, it's like a it's novelty. Like you might at first see people doing it because they oh yeah. check this out. But then, have you ever wanted to ride and move <laughs> while you eat anything? No. I mean, I, I it's a really no, uh, why? it's an it's an interesting idea. Like I I actually do think that it's all positive. I don't see anything negative about it. Right? I don't see it, it being anything there anything wrong or bad with it. Unfortunately. To your point, I don't think I see anyone sticking with it. And I don't see anyone going yeah. like, hey, let's go to McDonald's and have a burger and ride a bike. Like, yeah. I don't see that happening. And like you said, I think people will sit on it, try it out. Oh, this is kind of fun. And I actually think it would be great because I think it'll take you. We talk about this all the time, right? When you're eating, we have this tendency to be chewing on one bite, but already getting ready to stuff our face with you're the other. You're thinking about the food that's not even in your mouth. Right. So you're, you're constantly doing that. Whereas if you're kind of pedaling... I think maybe you're not so distracted. Maybe you're more present because you're having to I'm move. so tired. I need more McFlurry. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I think it's novelty. I think people are going to be like, this looks kind of cool. Um, and then that's it. It's it's a, it's a weird strategy there for McDonald's. What's up, Doug? I feel like it's they're bulletproofing themselves. They're like protecting themselves from more criticism. Well, one thing it does do is charge your phone. So that may be a reason people do it. Oh, um, I see. So really? that benefit. Really? Yeah. Speaking of phone, did you guys see the Tesla phone? No. No, I haven't. <gasps> Bro, so pull wait, it up, Doug. Pull it up. What is Tesla not doing? Because I, I, I still hear that they're coming out with the robot. You know, they're coming out with like all kinds of if, new crazy if things. If anybody's going to disrupt that market uh, or Apple's stranglehold on the culture around yeah. phones, it's Tesla. Mm -hmm. I can't, I, you know, it's Musk. Elon Tesla Musk. Tesla phone. Like, Bro. okay, think about it this way. Steve Jobs, right? He's passed away, but his legacy lives on and he's got a cult-like follower. At least Apple does, right? The only other person that could see that could 
challenge that is someone okay. like Elon Musk. He's got the same so celebrity. This is interesting. So do you think that, okay, because you know Apple is trying to make an electric car and, and roll that out, <laughs> right? So it's like they're kind of towing their foot in his, you know, waters uh, versus now he's trying to make a... Uh, a phone. I've always said, which one do you think is going to be more successful? I always have said that like this is how billionaires just fuck with each other. Like, all right, you're gonna fucking get in my yeah. move in my space. I'm gonna get into your space just to fuck with What's each the, other. What are the specs? So, dude has uh has like four cameras on it. You can video and shoot at the same time. It takes up the entire you know surface of the phone, so there's no edge like uh, iPhone or the Google phone have. Like, so it's got it's completely mm -hmm. all screen. Uh -huh. It can be charged solar. Now that is cool. How cool oh, is really that? Cool. So the back of it is like a solar panel. So like lay it on your dashboard, let the sun charge your phone. You're never up. supposed That's, to leave your phone on the sun. Yeah, that yeah. makes perfect sense. I mean, why haven't they solar. done that? How, wow. I know. So it looks it looks cool. Yeah, it? maybe well, it was a heating issue, uh, you know, why they haven't rolled that out. Yeah, you know, okay, so again, if you look at, and I have family members that are in, like super into tech. My son is like a big, he loves this kind of stuff. And he's always talking crap about Apple and, oh, God, the the other phones are so much better and so much, the better, they have the better cameras and Apple phones camera came out and, the, you know, the Google ones used those way before. And he's, he's right. If you hear people talk about these phones, uh, Apple isn't the best in that sense. But what Apple has is like this cult-like following. It's like a an accessory. I have an Apple. Well, and I think- Well, they have the best UI out of anything. Yeah, but yes, down. it's got a good UI. But I think Tesla could, because it's Elon Musk, He, I think it's going to cause the most- So yeah, okay, there's more to that though with Apple. So the other part of Apple, the UI I think is one of the main reasons and it's, it is, it's got that cool factor. But they've also, because they've built this kind of cult following and network of all these, all the tools like speak to each other. Like there's not a lot of stuff that there's as many things like as Apple has, like mm -hmm. as your your speakers and your uh, series and all those things that are all speaking to each other and it, everything connects, everything yeah, plugs in the same charges. Anything. It's all in house. Yeah, so yeah. it's like they they're all you. It's all uniform. Whereas the other stuff you might have, you might love a Google phone, but then you have another like you know Alexa or something else. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like. Apple did such a good job of allowing all their tech to speak to each other and recognize each other right away. Like, I like that part of it. Yeah. And I mean, the software for uh, Tesla is pretty like crazy. Like the, the updates they can throw out to their vehicles and everything and like uh, uh, shoot that out. Like, so I, I think that they have the software capability that Apple does. It's just the experience. I think you, they'll probably, well, like, you know, they compete for employees all the time, right? Yeah. You guys know that? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So I, all these companies do. So I'm not going to, I can't say too much because this, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, people, but yeah. I trained people that worked at high level, at high levels at both Apple. So and my, Tesla. my niece, that's what she does yeah. is and she worked for Facebook, Google, and she's just now moved over to what was the, I told you guys the other day, the largest company that's not public yet. It's slipping my mind right now, but she's a head, a, a head recruiter or a big recruiter for them. And that's, they're always like cherry picking each other's. So employees. what these guys would tell me, my clients, and this was years ago. So you're talking like seven years ago. Okay. Uh, executives at Apple, executives at Tesla, train them both. And they would tell me that they would, there was like a rivalry where mm -hmm. they would specifically go after yeah. people in each other's companies. So yeah. I had a client who, and again, I can't say too much, but was very high up in Apple, like very high up, gets recruited by Tesla. And then Apple went back and tried to recruit. And then Apple ended up recruiting someone else from Tesla. And it's like this war. So it's like this kind of this, this rivalry 
that maybe people aren't super aware of. Oh yeah, and it's a great. It's been rivalry. there the whole time. Yeah, it's been definitely like sort of under wraps. Dude, this is a such a like a fun rivalry to think about. It's too bad Steve Jobs isn't here because yeah. could you imagine oh, if we had Jobs yeah. and Musk? Dude, yeah. like those are the two biggest powerhouse uh, celebrity CEOs. Well, and they and they both like you said have created kind of this cult like following. Total. Look, yeah. I mean, look at the cult following in Tesla. I mean, Tesla. Did you see they rolled out that yeah, whistle? Tim Cook isn't getting and that. People kind of are all buying a whistle. You know, it's Excitement. just like a, it's just like a plain ass whistle that but I, you everyone know, be buying it because it's Tesla. I keep eating my words with Tesla stock because I if you look at the fundamentals, the price of the stock, this is coming from like from an investment perspective makes no sense. However, you have someone like Elon Musk and what people think he's capable of and the guy is entertaining and he's got that celebrity factor and he gets in Twitter battles with politicians and whatever. <laughs> and so people are betting on him. They're hundred percent betting on yeah. him, and something like this makes me go, "Oh." Well, I, I just didn't. I didn't see yeah. this coming. I mean, I, I was everything he's doing with SpaceX and the car, like it just Neuralink. Yeah, I just did like, not yeah. see the phone coming, and and then not only that, but the first one he's rolling out looks sick. It doesn't look like, oh, this is version one, and it'll get better. I promise. In the future, it looks sick right out the gate. So it's going to be interesting to see how much of a share they take away from. I Apple. can't wait to see. Yeah. It. Yeah. Oh. Speaking of sick, so I had, a, I, I got that cold or whatever that you had. So yeah. it was over, over the that over the week or whatever over the the holiday. And so I, it made me sneeze, right? So I'm sneezing. And every time I sneeze, Jessica could be anywhere in the house and she'll jump out of her chair or whatever. I, <laughs> she, the dad sneeze. You guys have heard of the dad sneeze? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I saw this meme. That I think was I, scored, I, I scared Courtney this weekend, yeah. actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Courtney's, ah! Yeah. Like, so, jumped up. Yeah. So, I saw, so I saw this. So there was this meme that was going around. I thought it was hilarious. And it said something like, do men practice yelling when they sneeze when they're boys or does it just happen as soon as they become dads, right? <laughs> it's, it's being shared like crazy. It's this thing that people say. When I was a kid, I remember my grandfather, now he's 90, right? But when I was a kid, he it sounded like he yelled. So he, you'd hear him across the room, Hitcher! like that yeah. real loud. And me yeah. and my cousin would be like, oh, what the hell? Yeah. And of course, then you become, you get older and then now this is how I sneeze. My dad sneezes this way, super loud. So I was talking to, to Jessica about it and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I, I think it's it's obviously a guy thing. It's, it's been modeled. Something there's something about us men that whatever. She's like, it's uh it's sneezing male privilege. I said, What? <laughs> <laughs> sneezing male yeah. privilege. She says, because you guys just don't think you need to hold it in. You just let it out like you roar. <laughs> and then so we had this debate and it was, you know, half joking, half whatever. Yeah. And so I said, honey, have you ever heard me sneeze in a restaurant? And then she had to think about it. I'm like, yeah, that's how you know it's not fake. Because if I'm in a restaurant, I'll bury my face, right. try to hold it, but it still comes out. Hur! I just end up gritting my teeth yeah, yeah. through the whole thing. So, What is it? What is it that caused us to do that? Because, I, of course, I, I just, think we're just bigger. I don't I, know. I really do. Because there's also like, it, I was tripping on that too, because like there's been some girls I've met who, who will sneeze and they'll be like a million sneezes like in a rug. I'm like, what? What just happened? Yeah, that's Jessica. She goes, I'm like, let it out. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, it's like they're holding back because they don't want to just uh, be out with it. Yeah, I'm but wondering. you're right though. There was there's there was a transition at one point in my life where it went from like probably a kid sneeze or a normal sneeze, and then also have this loud ass man sneeze. Like I don't re even remember when that switch was, and I can't. So we were again, we were having this debate, and it was we're having a good time with it. And she's like, and so she likes to use the evolutionary arguments with me to jo joke around. <laughs> Throws it right back at yeah, you. Yeah, and huh? she goes, I don't believe it's it's just men. I think you guys just don't feel as self conscious about letting it out. I'm like, no, I don't know. I'm like, I can't control it. And she goes, 
how would this be evolutionary advantageous? You're out hunting and you sneeze and you scare away the freaking <laughs> the gazelles. Yeah. I'm like, you're right. Well, <laughs> I don't know, sense. but I mean, I feel like yawning's kind of similar too, because uh, or maybe it's just that I'm getting older. I make like a lot of more old man noises. You know, <laughs> when I get up from sleeping, I'm like, oh, <laughs> and I'm just like really loud about everything. Uh, but yeah, I was, it was funny because we were up in Truckee uh, for New Year's Eve and, uh, you know, the, the whole thing about like trying to stay up late uh, for, for midnight. So is, it. is, it's just like one of those things you're, is, you're like, dude, really? Like, do we still have to do this? Like, you know, <laughs> who came up with it? and I am like, I sound like such an old man. Like, like, dude, sack it up. You know, you're, you're in this, you know, for the long haul. It's, uh, it's funny. Cause, uh, you know, Courtney's the same. Like we are just kind of just end up not really going out and partying or anything, but we try and party and pretend to have a good time. And, uh, so she starts like, you know, getting low in her chair and is like kind of getting tired. I could tell. And I'm like, if you yawn, you're going to have to take a shot. And so it was this deal that we made. And I'm like, every time like I catch her yawn, like she had to go take a shot. And like, I had the kids watching her for me, you know, and I'm like, did mommy yawn? Yeah. And so hey kid, tell shot. me get your mom drunk. <laughs> Dude, work like a charm. It did work like a charm. She ended up taking a few shots. I saw her come in the kitchen and had yeah. a couple shots. She's way more fun after that. You know, what sucks about yawns is there, there's a social contagious aspect of it. So just saying the word yawn, makes people more likely to yawn. So do it right here. now. Everybody's going to yawn. Yeah, we're like, listening. Yeah. We're all trying not to. It's a, it's you're one welcome. of those things. Yeah. They think it's because you're trying, you're signaling to the people around you that you're tired. So it's like this social, you know, whatever. Yeah. But it's funny. Cause you said that to her probably made her yawn more as a, uh, probably, huh? Yeah. You ever do this when someone yawns, you ever mess with your buddies, they yawn, you stick your fingers in the mouth. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I used to do that. I will bite I, I your put my hand that, over bro. their mouth. Like, stick your fingers this. in my mouth. Oh. No, you can't. So, you know, you're yawning your mouth. I would do that to mess with people. Yeah. I put my hand over their mouth. No, you can't bite down. So, and then they do this. Yeah. Thing, and you try to bite, but the yawn has to finish first. <laughs> it's the best thing yeah, ever. Dude, that's messed up. That's why it's so funny. Uh, yeah. I love doing all So, time. what did you end up? So, since you didn't come up with us, what did you end up doing for uh, New Year's? Did okay. You? So, what happened? So, people don't know, right? So, we we all planned on going up there, uh, all of us together with our families. And it was, uh, you know, we're trying to do this every year. And it was, it was record snow, right? Record yeah. breaking? Oh, back God. to back record storms. Epic snow. So ridiculous. The roads on the way up got shut down. Tons and tons of snow. I couldn't stay as long as you guys because my older kids had to be back with their mom. So I only had to begin with a few days. They closed the roads. So I already lost the day. Mm -hmm. So my cousin says, why don't you come stay at our house? Visit with us. They're up in Sacramento. So that, that's like a nice stopping point. It's about an only an hour and a half away from you know mm -hmm. where we would want to go. So we went up, stayed with my cousin and waited. They were they were closed again another day. And I was like, it's just not worth it for us to go up there because yeah. I'll only be there for a day or two. And then it was all, the conditions were already so bad yeah. that it would have taken me hours in the car with the baby and the whole deal. I'm like, oh, this totally sucks. So we stayed up there, hung out with my cousin and his kids, um, which is great. Got to visit with them. Got to eat at my uncle's restaurant, which I haven't done in a long time. Oh, really? Yeah, you, you guys have heard me talk about my uncle. So my uncle has a restaurant, shout out, Visconti's Restaurant in Folsom. This is my, my, my grandfather's brother. Yeah. The whole family works there. Are we so, getting a kickback for this? We're not. <laughs> no sponsorship, but family, right? But if you go up there and you have food there, I guarantee my cousins or some, someone that knows me work there. So if you say, "Hey, I, you know, I know Sal or whatever," they'll 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 know who I am. But anyway, we went there, had a great meal, nice big Italian dinner. It was a good time. You so. would you would get a kick out of what happened to us on the way up because um, I don't know what it is with me and gas. 
Uh, you did oh. not. <laughs> so hey, yes, listen. I'm glad you're bringing this so up. Me and Courtney are like, how the hell did this happen? Bro, you so got a problem. Listen to this, bro. Okay, so first of all, uh, we flew all the way uh, there until the last, I don't know. The Colfax. 40, yeah, 40 miles away from our house. And then it, then the next four hours, I think it took us to get the rest wow. of the way. So I'm, so I, I mean, I have the distance till empty gauge, obviously on my, on my truck. And, uh, and then I have ways app in. And so we are a hundred at one point where I'm looking at the gas and before we head up the hill and I'm like, Oh, we've got 140 miles, uh, um, left of gas and we only have 120 miles to go. We're cool. So I got 20 miles extra. Is, plenty not, of, uh, 20 is buffer, extra, 20 right? extra miles. <laughs> Right, twenty I feel extra like miles. That's cutting it close. Anyway, continue. So yeah, I got twenty extra miles. A little. I don't get that. All right, go ahead. Yeah, I got twenty extra miles. So, um, but then we sit in like parking lot traffic, right? And so I'm I'm watching the idling of my truck just oh, kind of yeah. slowly eat, and then it's going like you know from one twenty one forty, and then it's like yeah one 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 fifteen. Then it's like it's getting lower and lower, and then now it's even, and it's like oh shit, now we're just gonna we're gonna barely make it there, and I'm like. Okay, I need to stop and get gas, and so we're we're climbing the hill and we're we're now up in like elevation where there's snow already, and like the next I tell Katrina I'm like well we'll, we'll pull over on the next day. I'm also mind you I have a kid that's two and a half, so I'm also trying to time, you know, keeping him happy and sure. like you know what I'm saying like trying to time it with either changing a diaper or feeding time, right, right, and right, so right. we you know whatever. So okay, we have to get gas, and so we go to the the next exit and there's a CHP. That's blocking you from getting off off. And so I'm like, shit, okay, we gotta wait the next exit. And every time we have to wait an exit, it's like a 30, 45 minutes before yeah. the next exit because we're in like bumper to bumper traffic. And so I'm just like watching my gas go down slowly but surely, <laughs> burning away. Yeah, every true. time I and then I get to the next exit. Guess what happens? CHP blocking it off again. And I'm like, what the fuck? So keep go past that one another 30 minutes go by now i'm starting to get low gas like right. it's now getting to a point where i think i'm at 20 miles total or 25 miles total till i'm empty so i'm like okay i have to get off the next exit so i go to the next exit chp blocking wow. i but at this point i i'm Do like you know why they were doing that i pull over oh. so i gotta go i go talk to him i pull over i yeah. jump out i go run over the chp and i go hey i have literally like 10 miles i think i lied to him when i had like 15 or 20 but i told him i have like 10 miles left of gas. And this is like one of the only gas stations for the next 20 something miles. I have to get gas here. He goes, you couldn't get gas here if you wanted. He goes, all the power is out everywhere. Oh, so wow. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? He goes, I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, and I offered, I said, do you have, do you have any gas? I'll pay you a hundred bucks for a five gallon tank. I said, what, what he's, I don't I can't help you. And I'm like, you gotta let me, you gotta let me off. And he's like, even if I let you off, there's nothing that you can get off this exit. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I said, is it, is it that way as we go further up? He goes, yeah, more likely most of those are all out. So I had to, he let me get off just so I could turn back around and I had to head all the way back down. So we had just been in parking lot traffic yeah. for like the last two hours <laughs> and I <laughs> had to go I'm back. I'm moving forward. Adam's like, yeah, I'm going back. <laughs> I had to go backtrack. And when I finally could get off on an exit, the first exit I get off is in Colfax. I get off there and the whole town is blacked out. Now I'm freaking out. I'm like on five miles left of gas and I just pulled over to it's get cold. gas and it's blacked out. No, no. So I barely make it 
all the way back down. So I'm like 45 minutes back down the mountain of the two and a half hours sitting in traffic to start all over and go back and it got gas, <laughs> filled up, and then got back so up. So just so that people- I can't believe you made it, dude. <laughs> just so that people don't think this is a freak accident. Right. Uh, like, so yeah, I'll tell a story. Not, not like random at I'll all. Yeah, like this is not a, something that he does all the time. So, and I don't understand this. I don't get it because technology these days, like I didn't understand in the 50s and 40s when you like, oh, yeah, like- Yeah, like my old 56 truck, like I had issues with it, but it's because it yeah. didn't work. I Okay, so we were, I don't remember, where were we going? Spartan when, race. Okay, we were Spartan going, race, we were driving- yeah. All of us, Adam's driving and literally this is, <laughs> this is like modern times runs out of gas Yeah, on the freeway. We, we were just so confused. We just like stood outside. Like, wait, what happened? We had, what happened? To, we had to pull over <laughs> yeah. and throw a football around while we waited for the <laughs> gas because we ran out of gas. So here's the question I have, because I've noticed, I don't know if you guys have noticed this. There's two kinds of people, literally two kinds of people in the world. There's the people that see that their tank is like getting past a half and they're like, I got to get gas. Yeah. And then there's people like you that only get gas when that shit is like yeah. to the very end. Yeah, yeah. So what is it? Like why? I, you know what it is? Is because- Do you because, just hate getting gas? No, no. I don't mind getting gas, um, but I'm always trying to time it with what I'm doing. Oh, do I need to go pee or do I want to drink or am I hungry? Like just to pull over to get gas, I feel like it's a waste of time. It's like such a waste of time to just pull over for gas. It's like mm -hmm. I need to be doing something else also. I need to be having one in the bathroom or eating or we have to stop and grab something. So I'm always trying to time it with stuff like that. Or I'm always trying to time it with an exit that you just pull off and you go to the gas and you get right back on. Because I'm so like the, the time guy. Like I have my Waze app. I'm trying to beat the time the whole time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So I, I, I drove you <laughs> myself. I'm competitive with myself and everything. No, I you do. just wanted to get there. there. I know you. I am. I'm like, like I'm I got to get there. I and do. that's all you thought about. Cause I was thinking we were going to be stuck in traffic forever. And so I had like flashlights. I had like extra food. I had all this shit. I thought we we're going to camp out. And so we went and we stopped and we got like filled up again, you know, and then I got I've, in the traffic. Have but. you seen those videos making fun of dads where it's like, uh, you know, the morning of our, to get on a plane at 11 a.m or something like that. And at 6 a.m., dad's up with the suitcases lined up oh, with yeah. his coffee. All right, guys, get ready. That's you. you know, let's, let's go, guys. We let's go. There. Let's no, go. Let's I go. am definitely like that for sure. I'm also the guy, too. You know the other meme that's going, that was going viral this this break also was the Christmas one with dads in the trash bags. Oh, I love yeah. that. I'm totally that guy, too. Right? As soon as someone starts yeah, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 hey. Get the trash bag out. We like <laughs> okay. station them. And Continue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So I'm opposite. I get gas. I almost never go down below a quarter. So as soon as it gets to a quarter, I get, you know, down to yeah, a quarter the empty. Same. Yeah, a quarter I think for me. I think because we have the, because of technology and we now have it to where you can measure it down to the mile, I think that causes me to push it more. I didn't run out of gas when I was a kid. When we didn't have those gauges and it was just like the light that comes on and you mm -hmm. weren't sure if you had eight miles, 12 miles. Like I was good about getting gas back then. I never ran out of gas as a kid. But once that came out, it's kind of like the navigation thing. Like I used to be great yeah. with directions, but I've become dependent on because it. Because you and see so, the miles. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I still got seven more miles. I'm cool. You know, I'll get I'll get a gas station sooner or later. So I you you push the limits. Was that the that. only time you ever ran out of gas with us in your whole life? No. Well, uh, there was. We've done it twice. I've ran out of gas twice with you guys. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Hold <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, there was another. Yeah, there was time. another I time. What it was. With there us? Was, yeah, there was twice. Remember, because you gave me <clears> shit because it was the second time. You're like, oh <laughs> my god. Yeah, there was another time. <laughs> you did. Yeah, there was. I can't remember where we were at. We were traveling. Was it in Austin? No. Yeah, it might have been. It might have been a rental car. I don't remember what it was. I think it was a rental car. Yeah, a rental car. Hilarious. Yeah, no, I pushed, I pushed the limits. You all did. Time. Yeah. And I never used to do that. It's just because of the tech now 
And again, and I am that guy who does not like I'm when I'm ready to go, like I want to make a trip. Like we drove back on um, Sunday or Saturday night and we left after dinner. So it was a, a late drive. Right. So it's a four and a half hour drive home uh, with no traffic. And we left at seven or something like that. I don't remember what time we left dinner or something around, something around seven o'clock. So it's going to be late for us to get in. And I mean, I had to pee the last hour and a half and I like would not pull over. It's like, we're going to make it, you know, we're gonna, I'm going to make it all the way there <laughs> wow. without stopping. Yeah. One time I had to pee hella bad and I played that game and then there was nowhere to pull over. <laughs> you peed yourself. No, I didn't. But I almost did as a grown man. You ever almost <laughs> pee yourself as a grown man? Yeah. The, the time we're in the limo, I remember like going up to uh, San Francisco. I forget what it was for, but like, you know, we were going up. I think it was for like your girlfriend at the time, like uh, Natalie. Something was doing something up there. Oh, oh you yeah. So he doesn't want to say what it is. That's what it, <laughs> it was like, like a lingerie what thing. You know? uh, Playboy lingerie party. Yeah, that's what um, it was. Anyways, this guy is like, all, uh, wait a second. Do I want to talk about this? I just started drinking, <laughs> and I was drinking a lot, and I, I seriously felt like I my bladder was going to explode, and I didn't have any control because I wasn't driving. And so I'm just like trying to kind of bring up like, hey, anybody else need to pee? Hey guys, uh, anybody else like need to pull over? And I'm like, I gotta pull over. Oh. <laughs> and then he finally found some like back alley thing and pulled over. Yeah, like, that's when you you pee and you actually make sound as you pee like, Mah. oh yeah. How, it's like it's like razor blades. How long had too. you and Courtney that's been a, together? Wait, hold on, that's we an STD, Justin. Uh, Sorry yeah, to break it to you. <laughs> you and you and Courtney well, were together when we it. went to, went on that. Was it or was that before Courtney? Even? Stop I, it. Uh, Stop yes, it. you're trying we to were. get in trouble. Yeah, but I just got. I didn't do. I was a good boy. Do you remember? That it was uh you remember the three uh the three girls that live with Hef that were really famous? I oh you know who they are, right? Yeah, the blondes. Yeah, the three yeah, the three blondes, yeah. and I can't I, know, I can't think of much. their name. I know, right? No, but you you know who I'm talking about, right? I can't think of their names right now. Doug, you know Kendra them. is one. Yes, yeah. that is one. Yeah. Kendra, I think Brittany and another one, I think are the three. <laughs> Kendra you know, it's funny. You could just pick it. those are those names would make sense. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know, but I would oh yeah, yeah Brittany, that's, that's definitely, definitely that's one. That's definitely them. it. It was her holo it was her Holly, Holly right? Yeah, yeah Holly is Holly, yeah. Brittany, and Kendra. Is that right? right. Kendra, Chris. All of a sudden Adam's got a yeah, picture Holly. memory. Now he always yeah. says he doesn't No, I <laughs> I totally Justin was like looking at me the limo and I'm like, what limo trip did we go to San Francisco with Natalie? And I'm like, oh shit, I forgot all about that yeah. party. Yeah. I remember that, now. That's crazy. That I threw, was a good time. We, yeah. we both threw each other in the bus on that one. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sorry. This is before Mind Punk, so yeah. I don't I don't even know what's going on. All right, so so I here's something that got my I don't know. I'm this is personally gets my cackle makes me smile a little bit. Oh yeah. It makes me smile. So we're in the middle of a new wave of, you know, of illness and it's exploding. Everywhere. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I'm out. Yeah. I'm going out Yeah, and places are cr more crowded than ever. Yeah. People. And I think it's because two things, I think cause this new strain, we're getting lots of data showing it's mild, yeah. this new variant, but also I think people are just over, the just they're just over it and if they're, they're wearing a mask it's like down here and i'm like what do you like why people are <laughs> why are we even doing this people stuff? seem to and you, and you guys saw that the that the the white house statement did you guys see that that this cannot be solved at a federal level you know what that means right that means midterms are coming we see the polls we're going to get crushed people are over it That's so why. we got to leave it up to the states type of deal uh to decide what to do Man. and i want to say this this is i feel very i know shit's kind of crazy or whatever but we've got it, uh, boy. Do, do, the, our forefathers are founders, right? Not perfect people. They're flawed, like like everybody else. 
But boy, the way they designed things was brilliant because the state system and the court oh, system. The division of power was uh, essential. Slowed down a lot of these, what I would consider big overreactions that you still see now Massive in Europe and other places. Yeah. And it's not happening here as much. And people can just, you know, so to me, it's I'm glad that people are, are like, I'm just going to do what I think. Is, is Australia still in like full lockdown? Hard. Still. A lot of places, very hard. I know, I saw Canada. So I'm getting messages from people like, I can't work out again. Canada is yeah. crazy too. Yeah, there's other like countries in Europe that are still like super aggressively locking down. Yeah, yeah. so two studies that came out uh, were interesting. One one is confirming what other studies are showing. I'll get to that in a second. Another one showed that quercetin, so a lot of the wellness people have been saying for a long time, take quercetin uh, with zinc mm -hmm. to help with respiratory illness. So they've been, you know, recommending this. Well, the study came out showing that, uh, that quercetin probably has some benefits for oh, people who have uh, COVID. They do showed we have some, that? Do we, uh, I, it's what I recommended everybody. We don't uh, have it here, but uh, I recommended everybody. Well, I mean, I, I definitely, um, took some of the glutathione to, to my, my parents actually got uh, you know, sick with, with the vid. Uh -huh. Um, and so I, you know, I went over to, to hand that off and it really did, you know, help kind of with the recovery. So glutathione is the other one. So glutathione, I'll read that stud, this particular study, but glutathione they're showing in a lot of these studies. Here's one, uh, endogenous deficiency of glutathione as the most likely cause of serious manifestations and death in COVID-19 patients. Uh, so, uh, NAC raises glutathione levels. They've, that was shown to be beneficial. And then glutathione, one of the problems with glutathione is when you eat, when you take it orally, it gets destroyed and not absorbed. Yeah. But now they have liposomal glutathione. So Live On is one of our sponsors. They have liposomal glutathione, which means it's encapsulated in a liposome, which is a fat, which allows it to bypass this destructive process in the digestive system to get to the, the cells that need to use it. And there are studies that show that liposomal glutathione does effectively raise glutathione levels. So this is probably an effect, a supplement that you'd want to have around and take mm -hmm. uh, during, you know, to just prevent, you know, serious illness. Now, do you know how that compares to like how, when they, because they use it in like the nebulizer too, right? Don't they? Isn't that so I don't know of any studies with that, but lots of anecdote. Uh, one of my good friends back when the Delta strain was the prevalent one, which was that the Delta comparison to Omicron Delta seems to be. Yeah, Delta was more aggressive. Yeah, like way more um, severe symptoms, but less transmissible. Omicron, Omicron seems to be super transmissible. It's like spreading like crazy. This is but the most people, this is the most people I've ever known at one time same, to have it. Yeah. I probably have 15 family and friends that have Dude, it right now. I'm going to say, look, I'm not a, yeah, a I'm not an expert all over on this. So I want to, I want to preface this by saying I'm not an expert, or whatever. So it's just based off of the, the data that I've read and, and from the epidemiologists and virologists. And they have said a long time that the, um, the evolution of viruses typically follows this path where eventually it, it becomes less deadly because it's not beneficial to a virus to kill its host because then it can't spread. Right, Where's right? it going to live? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, did you guys ever play that video game? Uh, what was it called? Pandemic. I think it was called where you can create a virus and see how fast it spreads in the world. They made a video game. That's they for like, it's an old kids, game. dude. Right? I didn't know, I didn't know that. <laughs> it's an old maniacal app. little kid. Really? Yeah. It was like 10 years old. Maybe, maybe, maybe wow, less. Bill Gates that. make that? But it, yeah. It's made by Microsoft. Microsoft. Yeah. This, but anyway, in this, hat. in this game, it was pretty cool. It was a simulator and you would create a virus or a bacteria with specific properties. Well, when you first get on there and the goal is to infect the whole world and kill as many people as possible. That's the, that was the goal of the game. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, listen, before this all happened, right. it was perfectly fun. Now yeah, it would yeah, be yeah, yeah. like, you wouldn't want to make this game. But anyway. Yeah. Now you're on the list. What a lot of people do when they play this game, and it's a simulator and it was really cool. 
you would initially want to make the most deadly virus possible. Oh, I'm going to make the best virus. I'm going to win. So you'd make this super deadly virus, but it would kill people so fast and governments would react so quickly. It wouldn't spread. It wouldn't spread. So you had to balance, you had to make something that was super transmissible and whatever in order to get this. So it was pretty cool. Anyway, this is what happens with viruses. So they predicted, many of them predicted that the, this virus would eventually become far less deadly, but way more transmissible. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I read a, an article about there's a current cold virus, common cold virus. So I'm not sure if it's a rhinovirus or another coronavirus that today causes the common cold. It's been around for a long time. But I believe in the 1800s, it, it caused a pandemic in Russia, killing many people. So it mutated to become the common cold. But when it first became a thing, it killed lots of people mm. as well. Well, wasn't that one of the theories from the very beginning? Was yes. that this was going to turn into like a, a common cold that yeah. we have every year, or that, and that's why too weren't we? Gonna, we're probably going to see a flu shot all the time. Yeah, I mean every year. That's what you're I don't see. know. I don't know, but but it's maybe too soon to to say. But this could potentially. I was reading this. There was this uh, this. I think as a virologist was writing this, and he said this could be the beginning of the end. Basically, it's so transmissible. Every, so many people are going to get it. And then they're also going to get lots of immunity. And it looks like the variants now are becoming, are moving this direction. I mean, maybe a little too early to tell. Just but keep crossing my fingers. Yeah, but I mean, this could be kind of, because I, I know too, I know lots of people yeah, with this. This is the most at one time that I've seen. And all but one, it's been like super mild. Dude, have you seen the reversals that they, that government, I'm going to pull some of these up. Did well, you? you know what? I So I and tell me if this is true or not, because I don't, I'm not diving into this stuff very much anymore. I'm like so over it. But I did see something, and I don't know if it's bullshit or not, that they're finding that it's it's being transmitted more through people that have the vaccine than people that so don't we have, have the be, vaccine. We have to be careful. So <laughs> yeah, I know well, we have to. No, because it's early data. I know there's be a bunch of people butthurt over that statement. No, no, no. This is super early data yeah. coming out of uh, other countries. And in, in the early data, it still hasn't been peer-reviewed, but the early data showing like four times higher, eight times higher if you're vaccinated. Yeah. Now, here's the problem like with two that. Two to four yeah. percent. Yeah, we don't know if that's because vaccinated people feel like they're Fine. More, yeah. So they're out more yeah, and yeah. stuff, unless I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But that's what's Which happening. I'm sure that can play a role, but eight times is quite a bit. I mean, right? I mean, that's a, it's not, it like, is. Yeah. It would be weird, right? Yeah. But so check this out. Here's the, here are the reversals. It says here, like, and these are the ones that are listed. So now they're saying cloth masks totally waste of time. There was actually CNN now has had an expert on there saying, yeah, cloth masks basically wow, are. CNN actually putting that out. Yeah, they're saying like you need to use the N95 if you're going to do anything, but the cloth one's total waste of time. They're off the course vaccinated now could spread and get it. Uh, the, the death rate now seems to be total comparable to the flu. Um, natural immunity is, is actually very effective. Uh, we have to take into account societal needs. So now we're seeing this reversal. What do you mean by the death rate comparable to the flu? When you're looking at the total, total of what's going on, yeah. it's be- the death rate is moving lower and lower, and it's looking more comparable to what you would get from the flu. Well, the, oh, wow. the criticism out there is the early treatment, right? That wasn't being promoted early enough, right? Yeah. And, and they were just, yeah, there's there's some weird thoughts about that, like why that wasn't like promoted enough yeah. or, or why there wasn't like, you know, like movement there a lot, you know, uh, to, to, you know, provide that. That's one of the theories why the death rate is going down is because now people are getting to that's the reason why, like in the beginning, why we had like high numbers of, of people getting like severe symptoms. Yeah. The, the, the monoclonal antibodies are really effective. 
the 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 drugs that we can use to treat yeah. COVID are really damn yeah. effective. Is that the one that the, were that was banned in Florida? Or whatever? It wasn't banned in Florida, but it looked Did, like the access to the shorted supply. It. Yeah, yeah, somehow weird. Um, I don't know why that doesn't well, make any damn sense. Why why that would happen? There's anyway, so, there's so many shenanigans that are going to come to surface. Like I'm just holding back until all this is completely confirmed. But there's lots of uh, you know. Uh, people behind the scenes like in CDC and all these major organizations that, that there's some fuckery. Speaking of that, what's going on with uh, Ghislaine Maxwell or whatever? Did she got nailed she on got five, five out of six accounts? Yeah. So what? Uh, so what, you know what's you know what's crazy? What does that mean? So I don't know. I don't know what the sentence is going to be. Um, but I looked. I I was on a forum and people were talking about the case or whatever. And I was like, isn't it weird that none of the details were made to the public? I'm like, that's fishy, right? And then yeah. someone went on there who's got a background in this and said, actually, one of the reasons why pub, like a lot of the public did or the public didn't see a lot of these details is maybe this is leading to other investigations. So they don't want to mm. compromise. Of course. Right. You don't want to throw all the details out. Yeah. So maybe the details, and they kept them private mm. because now it's spurring deeper. Because remember all the I rumors, so. lots of rumors of like really powerful people who are connected. Well, that to was this. my, my concern was like, yeah, okay. She serves time, but like, it, does that case get completely like shut down now and, and they move on? Or are they going to keep pursuing all the other people involved? Who knows? Right. What is this saying? Doug, is this saying what happens next? Yeah. Up to 15 years in prison. <clears throat> 15? To, no, uh, 65 years. Oh, sorry. Oh, up to sorry. Oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah, that would be yeah. even that. 65 is better. Yeah. Well, dude, all, all the people, that could potentially be connected to this. You were talking about one of the biggest upheavals that I could imagine. Yeah, world, you have worldwide people. In well, power. I get why. We, okay, I get why there was no coverage inside there to compromise, but it's kind of crazy that there's just not a lot of TV coverage about it, like talking about it. Oh, I feel like that, that that's such a big deal, and that like you're right that it could. It yeah, could, but this is such a. It's been a weird few years like yeah. ufo shit's coming out that's crazy too nobody cares <laughs> i mean i'm serious people would have freaked out if they, who is it didn't the air force oh yeah we definitely you know th see things and admitting stuff yeah, but and all that to me like it just seems like uh like just you know i, I don't know how to say it but not like like, like psyops but it's like it's it's a way to like mislead people from other like events and things going on you know like i look at it as a way to kind of like steer public uh, you know, like them, like being interested in something uh, away from, you know, a really important thing yeah. we all saw. Yeah. So on. I, so I can go there for sure. But there's this saying that's, um, if there's hoof prints in the sand, think horse, not zebra, right? So in other words, always think the most obvious. What you know? So if we go with the Occam's most obvious razor. thing, I think it's that people are more hyped and afraid about things that can affect them personally. So of course, COVID, right? That's the big thing. Oh, I'm scared about that, and then. You know, it, like when, when September 11th happened, oh my God, we're going to get attacked and, you know, we're going to get killed or whatever. So that's what I think. And I think that uh, humans are so social. We're such social creatures that you have individual mental, uh, for lack of a better term, illness. Um, so it's not really illness, but, you know, maybe uh, distortions in how you view certain things. But there's also group distortions that can amplify. Oh, yeah. And I think we're going to look back. This is my prediction, and it's being recorded, so I hope I can play this back one day. I think we're going to look back and say greatest overreaction in yeah. all of history. Mass we, hysteria. And we caused more problems than we solved. 
with the way that we reacted. Not to, not discrediting that there so. wasn't a pandemic. I, I think don't so. think so because uh, at maybe. least in, in the my family and friends that are like divided on this still, they're still divided on it. Even with all the the, the new stuff coming out and saying Macs are useless and. I mean, it's still. I don't. I don't think that we're so indoctrinated. Yeah, in the way I, of think that, I think. I think everyone's been drinking consume. their own Kool Aid for so long on both sides that I think it'll. I don't think we're gonna go look. I back think it's gonna take a that. while, but I think we're gonna look back and be like, "Holy cow, we created this much well, debt that causes this problem." Look at I the feel children. Like you already see like the turn a, in that though with with the Biden administration yes. and everybody else. Like they're starting to, to totally sing a different tune. So I think. If more leaders start singing a different tune, it's gonna well, make you look back at it and be like, "Wait well, a minute!" Listen, all those those That's signs the are though. already there, dude. I, I I don't know. I don't. I don't. At least I don't see that in my in my circle of people that are on one side and the other. Like both sides feel like mm -hmm. I feel like everyone dug their heels in already. Totally, everyone already dug their heels well, in. They don't want to. Yeah, I know. It's it, again, everybody makes their own personal decisions, and so like you know, it, it, again, nobody wants to be like, yeah. "Well, I was totally wrong." Yeah, but hold yeah. on. This okay. I don't think it's gonna happen. Five years from now, I'm yeah. talking about decades from now, a decade or two decades from now. So the best example, here, I can, here the reason why I'm saying that is this: there's the people that let's say that have gotten all three shots right now, and we're seeing that the death rate's going. A lot of people think it's because of the, the us overreacting that has damped. damped no, that's all. not what I'm referring to. I'm not referring to that. I don't think. Who knows about that? I, well, I what part of overreacting are you referring uh, to? Uh, lockdowns, mandates. Yeah, but I think a lot of people believe that that, that has aided us in in slowing down everything. So here's why I think that why decades from now, we're going to look back. We're going to look back. We're going to see, oh my God, suicide rates went up so much. Depression went up so much. We already um, see all this already. We do, but we're too close destroyed. to it. Yeah. So we're too close to it. So I'll, this is the best example no, I can give. You needed to like shit on it is what you're saying. We, no. So I'll give you my example. So the best example I could give is September 11th. September 11th happened, scared the shit out of everybody in America. And we literally invaded a country that had nothing to do with September 11th. We invaded right. Iraq. And if September 11th didn't happen, no way they would have had public support. No now, weapons of mass destruction. Now found. at the time, Oopsie. you had you had lots of people being like, "No, we need to go," and you know there was public support for it. Now today, there's hardly a politician that will say, "Oh yeah, that was a good thing that we did." Now it's that was you know how many years ago, right? It was 18 years ago or 20 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. So I think decades from now we're gonna look back and be like, mm -hmm. "Oh man, we did a lot of damage to people and to kids and to schools and education and." To you know, obesity doubled its speed, and right. you know, drug overdoses. Do you think overdoses. there'll still be countries though that'll keep riding this because of like like some somewhere like Australia where they have such full control over this this lockdown and this this power grab? Uh, you know, are they really want to going to want to reverse that given new information? I don't. Th I think it's going to it's going to take political pressure. We have midterms coming up. Yeah, this is why. Always remember, right before an election, politicians sound exactly the way you want them to. <laughs> so, yeah. And they say a lot of the great stuff that you want to hear. And then, of course, once they're in and they're like, all right, we're cool, then they go back to doing, you know, kind of what they want. So yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys. So you guys know I'm a big supplement pusher, especially with our the products that we use, right? So I was giving people uh, pure to family members over the holiday and Merry Christmas pe rave people ra it's raving. Do you know that's what, so I actually did that. So I have a couple nephews that are in their twenties and they're like big into lifting and stuff. And I actually think it's totally cheesy that Katrina does this. She says, don't, they, they love it. I'm like, that feels so cheap for us to give 
like our sponsor stuff and like like she literally I don't know if you guys noticed Just but she, on the back she came in here and like rated everything like she got the we had all this like people gifted us duffel bags and like all these different yeah. so she for Christmas like boxed up like a duffel bag with like all the different supplements that we oh, have I'm sure they loved it oh they did they absolutely well, I, I mean I'm guilty of doing that with stocking stuffers because stocking stuffers are kind of like your very last yeah okay so like, I feel ah. that's a, I feel that's just this was a present like you open it up <laughs> Like all of our supplements right, well, and stuff, yeah. but I mean, I mean, in her defense and the way she defended herself in this, she's like, "Listen, that's like two hundred something, three hundred dollars yeah. worth of supplements right there." And they like True. it, yeah. And so I'm like, "All right, fair are, now enough. The, are they are they giving you feedback on pure? Because my family loves it. Yeah, they do. They yeah. love it. Yeah, everybody I've introduced it to really likes it. So it's it's. I think it's well that. That and green juice. Green juice isn't my favorite. Like I like the way I feel from it. It's just I use it the most. Those are the two yeah. out of Organifi that yep, I use yep, the most consistently. Yep. Speaking sure. of lifting, though, I, so uh, another interesting. So, and I'm thinking of this because I know that we're going to air this episode, and then the day after, I believe, maybe Doug can correct me on the mind pump on the M, was it mind <laughs> pump uh, hormones forum or is it MP hormones? No, it's mind pump hormones, and actually, it's going to be tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay. So, mind pump hormones forum on Facebook, which is open to everybody so far. Although we may be closing it soon because it's getting flooded with lots of people. Uh, one of the doctors from Regenerative Sport and Medicine is going to get on there, answer questions at five p.m. Pacific, just live. So you can ask him whatever question about anything related to They've hormones. They've been crushing it on there. Yeah. They crush it. And so I've been going on the forum and asking them questions and I'll tag them, Todd, you know, Todd or, or Dr. Rand or whatever. And one of the things that I noticed, which is wild, and I've been talking to you about this, Adam, and because I think you had the best feedback, is about five months in, my metabolism is so fast yeah. that I cannot eat enough, which I haven't experienced since I was probably my early 20s. I, literally, I, I think my metabolic rate increased by a thousand calories, which is insane. Yeah. I'm just eating, 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 and I, and I can't seem to- I miss that. That was one of my favorite things about being so consistent um, back in competing days was I built up that metabolism to where it's like, it, it was, I mean, it's it's a double-edged sword, right? Because if I, if I didn't keep up the calories mm -hmm. and eating like that, then I would start to lose weight. And yeah. some of that weight would be muscle. So, and I, of course, was trying to hang on to all that muscle. That's what happened to me. But the positive side is like, you know, I eat a thousand calorie dessert, ain't no thing. Like my, my metabolism right. is roaring so much that, that it would- be my problem would be like uh, being drawn back to cookies and everything else because it's like yeah, whatever I just need calories. Well, I had to right, so I you know that yeah was, you have to search the hyper palatable food. Yeah, if you I, can't I mean eat more. yeah. When I was pushing over five thousand calories, I at least I don't know too many people that can honestly eat five thousand clean calories every single that's, day. That's okay to put that in perspective. That's, yeah. that's five one thousand calorie meals. Yeah, so that's five big ass meals and dude. And, and five. Like you do that in chicken thighs and rice, you know how how much that is? Like a thousand calories of that? That's like your grocery bill is probably hilarious. Yeah, no, it was it was crazy. So I would have to throw in like desserts, you know, and think peanut butter and the oils and butters and things. I would need that in order to boost the calories up because I just couldn't get to five thousand yeah, off I'll, of I'll push four thousand calories and this and I'll I know the scale won't really move much at all. Yeah. I this week and this week, because we were, you know, hanging out with people and I'm not con as conscious about feeding myself. I'm, my calories probably got down to 3,000 or less, and I lost like three pounds. And I'm like, so I asked Dr. Todd because I've gained roughly probably about 13 pounds of lean body mass. So I'm like, okay, I know the more muscle burns more calories, but there's also 
a calorie burning effect from I think testosterone on its own. So I think it's both because yeah. it doesn't. It's just such a big difference, dude. Yeah. It's like over a thousand calories more that I'm burning all the time, yeah. which is really wild. And so I went on there and I asked everybody him about hates it. You right now, huh? <laughs> I said everybody hates you right well, now. Well, I remember I used to never like talking about it because yeah. I would just get the dirtiest looks when I tell people. No, like, I'm glad you yeah, said. Yeah, I can eat whatever I want. No, no, <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Holiday belly. Right yeah, now. I don't want to give people um, expectations. That are not realistic. So I think what it, what I I'll say this. I think this is more fair. My tendency is to have a fast metabolism anyway. And when I was a kid, yeah. I was a, I had such a fast metabolism. It was comical, like comical. I could eat like seven thousand calories and yeah. just nothing. So I think what it did is it kind of brought me more back to you know yeah. how I was. So I don't think if you're like a if you gain body fat super easy, you'll get a fast metabolism. But you're not gonna. I don't. You're not gonna end up. In the I agree with that. I'm in, but yeah. I have a tendency to go in that direction anyway. That was the experience I had too. Okay. Was that I ended up having. I mean, I, as a young kid, I had this roaring metabolism as it was, and then it felt like when I was taking testosterone back when I was competing, it, like I had got back to those days yeah. of like. Well, studies on TRT show that it, men who are on TRT, so they obviously bring you from low levels to high normal levels within range or whatever. They don't not working out or anything. Uh, will lose body fat and gain muscle. So the hormone itself directs your body to do that, even without additional exercise or anything else. Well, I think that's this is the reason why so many you know steroid guys are terrible with their advice because they're like <laughs> they're not the same. By default, they just yeah. build muscle, right? I mean, if as long as they lift some weights and they can get away with eating a lot, they can eat kind of like an asshole and still put on good lean mass and not put on a lot of a lot of body fat, and so a lot of their advice comes from their experience and what they're doing. And it's just like, that doesn't work for everybody where you can eat. Yeah. Like I remember that. we were talking to, uh, was it Pikulski, Ben Pikulski? Yeah. That was an eye opening moment. Cause I said to him, I said, man, pro bodybuilders must have the best digestive systems in the world to be able to eat as many calories as they have to, to get as big as they do. Yeah. And he goes, no, he goes, the, be the best bodybuilders have genetics to where they don't have to eat a ton to gain muscle. I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense because like how, who could eat 10, 12,000 calories a day every single day? Yeah. You know, you wouldn't be able to. I mean, that's why I, I think 5,000 a day is crazy. Yeah. There's no way for me. There's no yeah. way it would, uh, my gut would, <clears throat> would, I would get so many gut issues trying to force feed my, it just yeah. wouldn't make sense. Hey, real quick, you got to check out Ned. They make hemp oil products, high CBD hemp oil products, but are full spectrum, right? So they're full spectrum cannabinoids, all the beneficial cannabinoids you find in hemp are in their products. And they're really the only ones I've ever tried that I actually feel. I've tried lots of CBD products and I notice nothing. Like I take them and I'm like, is there really CBD in this? Is there really something going on? Not true with Ned. I take this and I notice I have less inflammation. I feel calm. I feel good. I feel really good on their products. And they have much more than just that, but you got to check them out. They're really, really cool. We love working with this company. Head over to helloned.com forward slash mind pump and use the code mind pump for 15% off. So you get a discount just because you used our code. All right, here comes the rest of the show. First question is from Luke Nichols Fitness. Is it best to do ass to grass every time for squats or is it better to mix it up a little bit for someone trying to get stronger and put on more muscle? All right, so, so when they say ass to grass, they're referring to some really full squat, right? All the way down. Um, is that better? Okay. First off, the fullest range of motion that you have complete control and stability of is the best general best, uh, form of squats for yourself. And this is true for any exercise. So, but the caveat is 
control and stability. Do not go beyond the range of motion that you fully own or control because the risk of injury goes up real high. And then the risk versus reward doesn't make any sense. So let's let's just imagine that you could go all the way down and you have beautiful technique and full control, full stability. And that's how you can squat. Is there still value to doing shorter reps or partial reps or shorter range of motion? There are, but really for specific reasons. Like if you're training at a, a part of the range of motion where maybe you have a sticking point. Yeah, sticking point or athletic reasons, really, for performance where you want to generate the most force. Like yeah. You see this with basketball players a lot. Like, you know, going all the way down in an ask the grass squat doesn't really make that much sense. They're not going to be generating a lot of power like that as they're playing. So trying to mimic a little bit more, like, so it, it translates better to what they're actually, yeah. uh, you know, producing out on the court makes sense. But uh, in general, I think that shooting for a deep range of motion is, is a good goal to have. Uh, but, uh, you know, working your way there and maintaining that stability and control is everything. It's crucial. It's funny. This is only a question for squats. Yeah. Think about that for a second. Nobody asks you that in any other exercise. Yeah, curls. Yeah. You never heard anybody say Even that. Even deadlifts. Curls. Yeah. Shoulder presses. No one, no one's asking, should I not go full range of motion Maybe sometimes? bench just to touch the chest. You know, I get that question sometimes, yeah. but, uh, yeah. No, you're it's right. Usually it's squats. It's about, you know why? Because squats are the are challenging, yeah. and most people have issues with mobility, control, and stability. Doing a full squat. That's and this right. is why the reason why I think this question comes up a lot is because I think that can I, I avoid it? And I think you inherently know the answer if you're asking this. Like I think that if you're squatting ass to grass and your form sucks going ass to grass, you probably shouldn't be squatting ass to grass. You should work on your mobility to get to that place, and you should squat down to the depth that allows you to squat down to with perfect form. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that's getting down to ass grass, but more than likely it's not, and you have to work towards that. So whatever range of motion you can do with perfect form is what you should do. Yeah. And I don't squat ass to grass. I lack the control, the stability, and the exactly. mobility to do so. So I squat parallel or slightly below parallel. That's just what my body allows. And I do, I, I'm not willing yet to take the time to really work on continue, but I, I still work on it and try and get it a little lower. Now, now here's the, the question. People are like, well, what about aesthetics? You can still build muscle. Like, yeah, you, you can. You can still build muscle and, and, and get great aesthetics. But the question here is more about comparing the two. And truth be told, if I could squat full all the way down with the same control stability that I have going, let's say parallel or below, then I would do the full one because you're going to build more muscle. You're going to get a greater range of motion in strength or, or greater application of strength. You have better functionality. It maintains joint health a lot better. The issue really becomes about if you don't own that range of motion. And, well, and that's true for any exercise. I just think like, so in a hypothetical situation where you have um, like a really low seat, uh, for instance, and you know, all you've been training is like this certain degree that you've been sticking with in terms of like squat depth, mm. uh, where all of your strength control and everything is focused on like just like that degree of angle. And now you go below that you know, what tends to happen? You get all, all this instability, your body, you know, loses its its sense of control. Uh, and, and this is where it becomes a problem. And this is where something like, you know, you find like situations where you're in pain and, uh, you know, an injury might occur. Mm -hmm. So it, it just in terms of thinking of overall function and longevity, I think it's something to consider. Yeah, no, it makes, it's a hundred percent around that. It's, it's about the, what's best overall. 
not just what's best for specific applications. Specific applications are specific, but it's true for any exercise. They've done lots of studies on this. Full ranges of motion, all things being equal, are better than shorter ranges of motion. And that's for every exercise. Every exercise. But we only get this ass on squats. And I think it's because there's something inside these people that are doing this that are telling them like, Maybe I shouldn't do this all the time because their their form sucks, and mm. and I see people doing that because we talk about the benefits. So of, they force themselves to go all the way down. Yeah, so they force themselves to go all the way down. And it's like mm. if you if you're squatting, and just because you can, it doesn't mean that you're doing it with good form. Correct. So if you can get down to ass grass, but then your chest is all the way forward, your shoulders are rolling forward, like your back's rounded. Yeah. You know, like if it if your form looks bad in that position. Then you don't have you don't have good control there. You know what, Adam? I like to say good control and like full control and stability over form because a trained coach or trainer can see it in form. The average person can't see it in form. They'll see two squats. No, you're right. And they'll say, "Oh, it looks like a good squat." Unless it's obvious, right? They'll say, "Oh, it looks like a good squat." It should feel to you. Like you own every single inch of that movement. Like you could pause at any moment and hold it and be stable. Because mm -hmm. what happens to a lot of people when they force a deep squat who don't who lack the control and stability is they'll go down and then past a certain point, they kind of like go down and come up. Right. Like they lose stability and then come back up. And like, oh, I could do a full squat. It's like at the bottom there, you lost yeah. control can't, and stability. They can't dig their way out. Yeah. And mm -hmm. as soon as you push the weight or you're off a little bit, that's going to cause an injury. So that's the issue. It's not the, the deep squat. It's the fact that you can't do it with good control and stability. Right. Next question is from Marie in Motion. What are some social media tips for personal trainers wanting to demonstrate their process to their followers as Adam did? Mm. So what, do you, what are they referring to here? Um, I think they're referring to my transformation whole journey, right? So documenting, oh. maybe that's what they mean by process. Like um, trying to show it in an authentic way or? Oh, yeah. I yeah, so. well, I, yeah, I think that. Um, although, here, so I talk about this um, when I get on podcasts like with other trainers and, they, and, and one of the questions I've been asked uh is if you had to start all over again, Mind oh. Pump doesn't exist, yeah. and you turn on your Instagram and you were to start building your you know online presence, what would you do, or would you do anything different, or what would it look like? And I, I say, yeah, it would look a lot different than what I did. You know, what I originally did, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was taking pictures of my cars, my shoes, anything to get eyeballs on me, and that was like I was just trying to get attention because I didn't know what to do yet. Uh, looking back and now what I've learned of building a presence on social media, I would have actually done it uh, completely different. And as a trainer, what I would do is I would, I would cater to my people in person. So the, the clients that I'm training, even if that's one or two people, that's it. It doesn't matter. Like, or if I've got 20 clients, however many clients you have, the content I'm going to put on any Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube is all going to cater to my in-person clients. And what I mean by that is I trained Susie at eight o'clock this morning. Uh, Susie was complaining of knee pain. So we foam rolled her IT. We did some hip mobility stuff and we got to the bottom of it and it had something to do with her instability in her hips and us working on the mobility alleviated some of the pain, right? And so I would create a post that speaks to that exact thing, mm. right? So one, now my client Susie has a reference. Oh, that was that thing that Adam taught me that I'm supposed to do when my knee starts bothering. Other people can relate to it. That's right. Yeah. And then other people that may also be experiencing the same thing can get used from it and maybe see benefit. And now I look like I know what I'm talking to those those people that need that specific help. And now I'm attracting the perfect client for me. Yeah. And so I would continue to make posts. 
that are related to what I'm already currently going through and then and what I'm learning. So if I, maybe a client says something uh, that I'm, I'm not familiar with, has some sort of condition that I've never trained before, and I go, I'm not sure, let me find out for you. I go home, I start you know Google searching and looking up and trying to research what is going on and how can I help this person and I'll probably learn something. Whatever it is that I learn, I then make that into a post or a YouTube video or something to, again, compliment them and then grow. Something you did though, I want to give you a little bit of credit because um, I know obviously when we all started, we kind of just threw things up and you were the first one really to to do that. But something you did do that I thought was uh, very different and very brilliant in the sense that it would stick today, just like it did back then was you were very, you were not always trying to be super flattering and whatever in your posts. In other words, you would post these progress pictures of yourself. You wouldn't get a pump. You weren't posing. You weren't trying to have the best lighting. You used your bathroom mirror flat. You took the picture. You were very honest about your diet, what you're doing. You were so honest to the point where when you got close to competition, I think it was like the three weeks or something or the two weeks before you said, now I'm entering into, because I'm going to tell you guys what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm going to be very honest, but this is the unhealthy stage. Nothing that I'm doing now is, un- is healthy. Yeah. Up until this point, I've done everything in a healthy way, but in order to look stage ready, there's things that I have to do that are unhealthy. And you were very honest about what you did, how you you know, m- you know know modified your water and your sodium, stuff that you would never recommend to the average person. That I think was really cool. And I, and what it, what it would, at least for me, cause this is before this, we started mind pump, but we weren't super, we didn't know each other super well. I remember seeing that kind of stuff and going, I would follow him because I know he's honest. Genuine. Yeah. He's not bullshitting. Me. Well, that, I think that's that, the hard part about the whole thing is because all you see is like a disingenuous uh, post of people trying to lift themselves up in their best self. And yeah. then also like, you know, when they're having a bad day, they'll cry. And they'll take a picture of them crying. Oh my God, what is that? It just drives me crazy yeah. because it's just like... It, Have you ever thought to take a picture of your face never, when you're crying? Never, never. No, nobody ever would. That's a real person, <laughs> right? And so Let alone that's post all it. you see those, like know. these... Well, I have to capture this because my followers think, you know, they think in this with these weird, this weird distorted reality of like what I need to portray. Just portray, like you said, there's... there's uh, things that you can notice in your clients that you're training that people can yeah. learn from and find value from or yourself, uh, you know, that you've been able to understand, you know, more in depth or something that you can relay that has value to people. That's what you need to do. Stop with this whole like glorifying, uh, uh, you know, how you look or, 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 or projecting yourself in some be, weird, inauthentic way. Yeah, be authentic. And I think what you guys are referring to, what you see now, because when I did that, by the way, like I wasn't aware of anybody else. That's what made me do that, right? So I, when I looked at all the other people that were showing before and afters, and, and I like right away, I'm like, oh, this this guy, I could tell he's pumped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could tell he's got some professional light on him. I could tell he's shooting with a great camera. And I'm like, that doesn't really give us an idea of what, what his body's really changing or doing. And so- my idea when I did that it was original then. It's not so original now. Now everybody's figured this out that, oh, wow, be more real and be more trend to the point where people are trying to manufacture authenticity, right? And that's yeah. what you see with the, oh, let me take a picture of my popular. So yeah, let me take a picture of my period stain yeah. and show people I'm human too and I have my period. Or, oh, let, I'm crying and I'm sad. Let me get my phone and record that now. This is me being authentic and vulnerable. It's like, no, it's not. Like, this is you trying to manufacture mm-hmm. authenticity. If it's real, it'll just, just be real. Be yourself be real, be vulnerable. And what, what vulnerable looks like, I think, from a, a trainer's perspective is is not knowing. 
and being comfortable with that and being yeah. okay with this and presenting yourself like that, that this is something I just learned. Like that's how I, I when I yeah. coach trainers that are up and coming that are new, that are nervous, like I don't know very much or I'm still, that's okay. Like present that. I always Say give, that even. Yeah. I always give that analogy like, of the, the waitress, right? To hear that from when people. you go, when you go to a restaurant and a waitress comes over and she says, today's my first day. So bear with me. I'm still learning the menu. Yeah. What ends up happening? You're, inc you're incredibly patient. And in fact, what you end up doing is you, you look at like, oh man, she did a good job on that considering it's her first day. Mm -hmm. You like give her the benefit of the doubt because it's her, her first now. versus her pretending mm -hmm. like she knows everything or she's been doing this forever. And then she fucks up on your order and she fucks up yeah. on this. And then you're pissed because she portrayed that she'd been doing this forever when really it's her first day. Same thing goes as a personal trainer. If you're still learning all this stuff, it's okay for you to be transparent and say like, man, some great information that I just learned and credit the person you probably learned from and teach it and share it with your audience. You'd be surprised how well that will do. It's so yeah. bad that I remember, I'm not going to say too much. I don't want to give away. I don't want to try and crap on this person, but I remember this is a popular social media fitness influencer and we were in this place and around them in, in a gym with them, or whatever. And they worked out and I watched their workout while I'm working out and checking it out and like, Oh, okay, that's cool. They do that, whatever. Then they posted their workout and the volume that they posted in the, in the post was twice as high as what they did in the actual workout. And the weights that they said that they did were not the same at all. I'm like, what are you doing? You're not helping anybody by doing that. And what's funny is that the mentality is, this is going to build my business. Actually, it's not because people start to get onto it. They don't believe you anymore. But if they think you're authentic It'll and real and honest, it. then if you try to sell something, they're going to be like, oh, I believe this person. They're not full of crap, you know? So it's it's funny because we think being fake is more effective. It's actually not. Not only that, but I can't think of a worse hell to be in yeah. than to actually be successful being fake. Could you imagine all these people oh, loving you people like this and adoring you yeah. for who you're not. Yeah. That would be a terrible feeling. You get a bit Anxiety of a, ridden people I've met. You get a bit of a false signal with the whole likes and comments game yes. you know, and the way the algorithm is, it works, right? The algorithm, it like, it gives you, gets you higher ranked on like explore page yeah. when you get more likes, more comments and more traction on there. And so people tend to do things that's going to give them more attention and attraction. Doesn't necessarily mean they're going to give them more business. And I learned that the hard way, like through the process of turning this all on, like that, that's when I first did, I didn't knew nothing of what I was doing. And I was like, I was just watching what other people are doing. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool stuff. I see people doing yeah. cool shit and I'm cool. Like, okay, here's my cool car. Here's my cool shoes. It's like getting likes and little hearts and like, okay, I'm on the right track. Plant emojis. Yeah. So I've got, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm getting, I'm starting to get thousands of people paying attention to me, but I'm not seeing the conversion to dollars in business because they're there for my cool shoes or my car yeah. or because I look good with my shirt off. Like they weren't there because I could help them and I'm in the business of helping people. And so you got to be careful not to fall in the trap of trying to feed the algorithm to get attention, but it has, it, it, it's not what you do for people. Yep. If you have a service that you're trying to provide, then that's where I would, I would post along those lines. And I learned that the hard way over years of trying to figure the, this whole thing out. And so if I were to go back and do it again, I would not post nearly as much. I would post when I learned something. It's or like when that I go girl that something. had, what did she have? 2 million followers launched the t-shirt line. Yeah. Like 30 like, shirts. Yeah. Or like a hundred dollars. Something yeah. like that. Like great example. Next question is from Chavez Edwin 1500. Is there anything you can do or take to make your veins pump like sal. Yeah. 
Of course you like this question. Yeah, yeah. that's a great question, Doug. Uh, yeah, the other ones, dude. This is yeah. awesome. Yeah. I'll send you some. Let me send you some. These are the supplements you need to take. You ready? No. Yeah, let's get The into key that. is to do bicep curls in the bathroom. That's the, all the time. <laughs> I go to the bathroom right now. Uh, no, you know what? Um, it's funny that this qu this question actually comes up a lot. We've yeah. been asked this question. No, of course. I, I used to actually, this is a very common question. I yeah. used to get asked uh, a lot as a trainer. Uh, normally, if you're somebody who's not very vascular, you really want to be, right? Especially a guy, right? Guys love being vascular. It seems like guys, yeah. More yeah, so, more. Right? there's some girls that I think that really? dig it too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I mean, it's mostly guys that are- I mean, the vascular girls. In, yeah. <laughs> in very vascular. But uh, yeah. most of it, first of all, like many things, a lot of it is genetics. So you, yeah. either genetically you're already, like, even at a higher body fat percentage, I, I'm still, like, I consider myself at a higher body fat percentage right now, but I still have- you know, vascularity yeah, right now. Same here. Um, and then when I get really lean, so that's the other thing is how lean you are, right? That's the, lean the big I just one. have in my forehead yeah. when I get angry. Yeah, that's the big one is getting lean. Yeah, it, it, I would say genetics one, lean two, right? Because even someone, I've seen people that are shredded and they don't have very many veins that are popping. No, I get, I get, mm -hmm. I mean, I get them on my arms and my shoulders. I can get them on my quads. And then the leaner I get, they, they pop out. So it's leanness makes a big difference. That's mm -hmm. a huge one. And then, you know, are you well hydrated? That's another big one. Like I notice if I drink, uh, a lot of water, especially if I drink um, now that we work with Element and I use their electrolyte powder or whatever, that made a big difference in my vascularity. It mm. actually made a big difference in my pumps in the gym as well. Is that um, the sodium? Is that what? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's uh, it's better electrolyte balance. Uh, yeah. I needed more sodium because I don't need a performance food. enhancement for me for sure. Big time. I'm using it. Um, uh, supplements can they improve vascularity? I mean, I guess technically you could take uh, you know things that boost nitric oxide. They'll say things like arginine or citrulline, uh, pycnogenol. That'll boost uh, uh, your 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 nitric oxide. That's not a supplement you hear too many people talk about. Um, your pharmaceuticals might do it. Um, PDE five inhibitors like Viagra, Cialis. Although it'd be a weird reason to take those. Like yeah. I just want to get more veiny. But isn't like, that all just like a temporary effect, right? Like it really gets getting lean if and then the genetics. If, totally. If that's all. That's really what I'm saying. Stick. Those are the two the two big ones. Either you're and even someone. So someone who doesn't have doesn't have a lot of vascularity, uh, if they get really lean, you'll have some vascularity. Most people get like somewhat yeah. vascular when they get really lean. Um, and then if you're somebody who is tends to be a little vascular, right, and you get lean, you'll get really vascular. So those are the to me, those are the main things that are going to make the difference. All the supplements, to your yeah. point, Justin, is, is some people get really crazy looking, weird, not like cool looking vascularity. There's some uh, bodybuilders like Paul Dillett from the nineties, like worms invaded their body or something. Yeah. He had really crazy looking uh, veins. Mark Bell's like that too. Yeah. Who? Mark Bell's. Oh, he's yeah, got Mark's got, got that worms all over. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's uh there's a bodybuilder now, Walker, I think his name. I think he just won the Arnold Classic. He's got these crazy looking veins in his lower body. So genetics does definitely play a big role. Yeah. But anybody, you get lean and you'll see them more. So there's really no Hate to tell you. I mean, I wish mm. there was a supplement that really made a big difference with this, but I know really. uh, nurses love guys with like crazy vascularity. They, dude, yeah. when I get they my look blood, at you and they're like, mm, I'm I stab you. When I get my blood drawn, it's a comment I get every single time. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, this, yeah. is oh, be easy. this is easy. Yeah, yeah. I actually had one tell me that it's make try to make a dark joke, which I appreciate because I like dark humor. Yeah. She's like, oh, you, you'd be, uh, you would work real well with heroin or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my God, what a terrible <laughs> you're a good heroin junkie. Yeah, I started yeah, cracking Yeah, you'd make a great heroin junkie. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was thinking the same yeah, thing, actually. I appreciate actually. that. Yeah. Yeah, funny you say that. <laughs> Next question is from Everyone's Nerb. What's a good metric to know I'm gaining muscle and not excessive fat? Body fat test. Nerd. Consistent 
body fat test is the best metric that I can t- that that will tell you that. When I say consistent, then, yeah, you got to take do the do them the same time, you know, one same week way, apart, same method, same feeding beforehand and after. You know, make sure it's, everything's as equal as possible. The body fat tests of choice would be underwater weighing is probably the most accurate or consistent. Calipers would be the next one with some, with the same person testing you, by the way, because people have a little bit of variance how they test. Those bod pods are pretty accurate. And the electric impedance is probably the worst. Um, Those are and, most accurate, but strength and waist, like you recommend a lot, I think. Yeah. Is a, there you go. I was just going to say, because a lot of people are like, well, how do I test Yeah, right. I'm going to take body fat every single week. It's yeah. going to be so hard. If but your strength is consistently going up and your waist size is going down or staying, or staying the, same. the same, you're probably, you're probably gaining right muscle track. and not yeah. body fat, I would say. Yeah. That's probably the, the, that's, the two To me, ones. that's the, the cheap easiest way to consistently check on yes. it, right? So not everybody has access to a, a you know skinful calipers or a body fat test machine or whatever like that. And so even though that is the best, that is the gold standard, that is what I used to use when I was tracking and really diving deep into all this stuff. But I mean, you could easily just check your waist. And if your your strength is going up and your waist is staying the same or shrinking, like you're putting you're you're you're, you're in a pretty muscle. good position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Years ago, I did uh, back in the day. I used to do these really aggressive bulks. Um, when, this was my twenties, and I'd go hard and I would eat everything and I get my body weight up. Like right now, I weigh about two oh six maybe, and I get my body weight up to like two thirty, two thirty five, and it wasn't lean. <laughs> I will never show a picture, by the way, of these. So maybe, maybe <laughs> if you guys ever have them, you guys are sure. I think you could. I think you Google search it. But I look like there. a meatball. I might but anyway, have some in my library. But anyway, um, I remember I didn't track my body fat yeah. or muscle, but I was getting stronger relatively consistently. But I didn't measure my waist. Now here's the challenge with that: strength can also go up because you get better at exercise. You change your training. And fat actually, in some lifts, improves your leverage. Yeah. If my waist grows. Because of body fat, I can some often squat more as a mm-hmm. result if for you know for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So when I finally did do the body fat test at the end, I found that I gained thirty pounds on the scale, but like seven pounds of lean body mass. So it turned out to be a fat bulk, uh, much more than I remember how bulk. discouraging that was when I because I did that for years. That was like the method: get crazy bulk and then try and get lean afterwards. And I remember the first time I did the dunk tank where I did a huge bulk just like that. I was up 230, 240, uh, and then cut all the way back down to like 205 or whatever. All the gain, like one pound of muscle. Yeah. Like, it's so discouraging. Put your body Dude, through the whole oh, yeah. lean muscle takes such a longer period of time. I think oh people realize. Oh, my God. And then, and lean so, muscles. so easily goes away when you're living in a caloric deficit yep. and doing cardio and doing everything you can to burn. And that was part of when I learned that whole lesson, even with cardio and stuff, was like, man, you go so hard, you gain 20 pounds, 25 pounds on the scale, you know, all in the pursuit of building muscle. And then you go cut back down and I end up with one more pound of muscle than what I started with six months before with all that hard grinding and yep. dieting. I mean, that's just, that's crazy yep. where you could have just gradually done it and easily accomplished the same thing. Yeah. So, uh, waist is good for women. You can go waist, uh, and hips. Only problem with hips is your butt will grow. So that can change that for men. Waist is actually quite reliable. If you measure your weight, you know, who taught me this by the way, mm. Doug, Oh yeah, Doug as a client, came to me and when he, we started working together and I, we, I used to do circumference measurements on clients all the time, but Doug's like, oh yeah, I measure my waist. Uh, um, you know, I don't know if it was every day or every week. And as long as it stays around the same, you know, then I know everything's going good. I'm like, oh, absolutely. If you look at the studies on this, you can actually, they can, I mean, it's not going to be nearly as accurate as body fat tests, but of all the other metrics that you could do that are easy and cheap for men, especially waist measurement 
will predict fat gains we age, right? It's totally. Like, yeah, no, I like that. Body fat. I like um I like pictures too. I know I know they're much more subjective to do. You're so objective. That's why it's good for you though. Yeah. You're so, good at being honest with Right. Them. And I and I would take so I would my clients, I used to actually make them take photos every Friday. And then what I would do is I would show them like, you know, I didn't wait like four weeks so they could see. I could see it week over week if we're making progress off of photos. And, but then I would point out areas like, see this area right here? See where you were holding yeah. more body fat? Look how you're leaning out here. Like, because they'd be like, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like I'm changing at all. Sure, you are. Look back at this picture right here four weeks ago. Look at this week's photos. Look at this. And then I would point out the differences between the two. And then they would, oh, okay, I see it. I so. had a, so I used to, I did that for a short period. I actually had a female client that was so like stressed out about whether or not she was gaining or whatever. So we did the same thing. And she was so upset because her jeans were getting tighter and tighter. So I pulled up her pictures and I showed her the difference between the two. And I said, and it was a side shot of her. And I drew, I, I drew on it and I said, here's your butt here. Here's your butt here. And she's like, oh my God, my butt's like two inches higher. So that's why your jeans are tighter. Yeah. You built some butt. So yeah. it, that can be effective. You just have to be objective. The problem with pictures is people are so often uh, distorted with how they view themselves that it's hard for them to make that, especially week by week. It's really hard yeah. to tell. Look, if you like our information, you will love mindpumpfree.com. Head over there and check out our free guides. They can help you with almost any fitness goal. You can also find all of us on Instagram. So Justin is at mindpumpjustin. Adam and I have been shadow banned. So you have to type in our full name and kind of have a tough time finding us. But we are there. So I'm found at Mind Pump Sal and Adam is found at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.